everybody. Welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Today we are talking about the 1988 Bob Haskins classic. There's That's probably the only time you're going to hear that. Um, who Framed Roger Rabbit? Haskins. Yeah, and he was Mario in the Mario movie. How and that's was, true. He was Smee in uh, Hook. Yes. As well. Yes. So. But it's I wouldn't second yeah. Hoskins film we've done. I know. Crazy. Uh, and the chick that plays Dolores is from um Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah. She was on that. she was on Six Feet Under. I I realized she was. like I was looking at her face, I was like, where do I know her face from? Well, and oh, she's, she's like Margaret she plays Chenoweth. Yeah, she plays like the the psychologist or whatever. Super sexy for an old lady. Uh, the last movie we had you on for High Fidelity, you talked about uh, Six Feet Under. It must have had some other connection to. Maybe it did, and I just wedged that in. I get yeah, like, I Alan know. Ball sends me like fifty bucks every time I remind people. Sure. <laughs> All right, good deal. I'm so good sick deal. of hearing about The Sopranos. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so normally we don't start this way in weird conversations about cameras being strange, but uh, normally we tell everyone who's listening in, if you have not found a reason to watch uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, then please uh, take it upon yourselves to go uh, track it down. It's currently streaming on Disney Plus right Disney now. Disney yes. Plus. And yep. uh, otherwise, yeah. you just you know raid your stepdad's VHS collection, I guess. I don't know what you, where you get it from. but I kind of wish I had this on DVD because... It's streaming on Disney Plus, and that's very convenient, but I w- would have liked to watch this with commentary. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. That is one thing you lose with all this streaming bullshit. Like, you, you, you lose all of that, uh, you know, extra extra features, all that nonsense. But anyhow, if you haven't found a reason to watch this, go find a reason to watch it now, and then you can come back and join us for the conversation. And you're back. All right, thanks. It was the greatest of all time. Now you can uh, be all caught up with this fucking, what, 30-plus-year-old, I don't know ridiculous okay 32 32 years old we're all here we're all back and uh we always like to ask our guest oh i haven't introduced our guest yet uh (laughs) i've been talking for a long time that's true and uh like like you said last time too uh so it's been over a year since you've been on you were here last time for episode 30 uh this will i believe be 104 i think when it's posted Mm -hmm. uh so welcome back uh you were on for high fidelity previously we have uh he was also he we're was, allowed he, to call each other comedians anymore. It's been so long right? since anything has happened on a stage. But <laughs> we have uh, comedian and podcaster, uh, Kalamazoo area uh, personality, <laughs> Mr. Jason Alt is with us, everybody. Yay. Well, Jason also, was actually our first uh, guest. Very yeah. first guest back when this was a Groundhog Day podcast. Yes. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> We've come so far to now we're at Roger Rabbit. So here we go. <laughs> It's just all manner of vermin. We we discuss rabbits, right. groundhogs, yes. whatever else. You know, greatest of all time. So, welcome back, Jason. How are you? I can't complain. Sometimes I still do. There you go. There you There's go. a shocker. I've been podcasting <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Because what else can you do? Right. Right. For sure. Yeah. Here we are. Right. I've uh, upgraded some things since you're gone. Now I've moved the studio into a walk-in closet, and I have these foam squares behind me. So that's exciting. You know. We're moving yeah, I have a, I have a, I'm in my basement and I have a kegerator, so I am uh, drinking upgrades can, all over. I'm, I'm drinking cans of beer right now because the only thing in there is Oberon, and I've had too much Oberon lately. Also, the if you see me swatting, there's fruit flies down here because of it. So neat. That's a that's a very subtle dig at your husband's homebrew. 
Um, <laughs> I'm actually, down next by, I'm by my husband's homebrew setup, drinking canned Miller Lite, <laughs> the worst no. beer that is acceptable. No, I'm sorry, Bud Light. Oh, I'm, is, oh, I'm sorry. It, it is so much better. <laughs> I didn't Miller realize Light your car stumpy. had a had a decal on the back that was Calvin peeing on Miller Lite instead of. <laughs> No, and he, we're actually between his brews, so yeah, that's why we we did that. So anyway, all right, we had a different setup. We we uh, we always ask everybody before we get started. Uh, Jason, how long had it been since you saw Who Framed Roger Rabbit before we made you watch it for the podcast? It had probably been ten years. Okay, um, which is too long. Sure, um, I get it. I feel like I sh- made my I made sure my wife had seen it. Okay, so we watched it together when we first started dating, but that was a long time ago, and. So that, would that I, have been I'm not a deal ready breaker? to show this to my four year old, so that, like I've had nobody mm-hmm. to show this to, so I've had like no impetus sure. to watch yeah. it. Yeah, you I think actually it was... would be safe for a four year old mm-hmm. being a Disney It's channel, rated PG. But... Come on, but it is certainly not a no. traditional PG movie at this point. Yeah, I thought about watching this with my daughter, and I was I'm glad I didn't. Like it was, I couldn't believe like the amount of adult content. And actually, this was my first movie I ever saw in the theater. Okay. So, I, but my parents, you know, I come from a long line of white trash. Yeah, so it was, they, they, you watched this after you watched Roadhouse. Right. right. Yeah. Well, yeah, Roadhouse was, was definitely like right after this, as soon as it came out. <laughs> you know what's crazy about this? This was 1988, which was four years after they introduced PG-13. So they had it. Yeah, they this had, is their bad. Oh, it yeah. was right there the whole time. <laughs> it's kind of like when I was watching um, Back to the Future, or no, um, what's it called? Masters of the Universe. Ah, those are very similar titles. I was watching Masters of the Universe, <laughs> and it's like the principal from Back to the Future plays the principal in Masters of the Universe, and he calls somebody a son of a bitch, and I was like, who is this movie for? Yeah, right, right. You just taught a bunch of six-year-olds who love He-Man to say son of a bitch. Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And that was, that was around... You can't that was be the master of the universe and not be allowed to say bitch. I mean, like... Yeah, you, right? Like, you what's gotta, even the point? Right. And that was after 84 also. So, like, they had access to PG-13. You could say son of a bitch one time in a PG-13 movie, probably. Right. Uh, Red Dawn was the, was the beginning of the PG-13, right? Like, that's where that started? Yeah, I think we yeah. had that conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at that. All right. Uh, and um, so, uh, Mandy, how long had it been for you since you watched this movie? a long time probably about 10 years yeah okay. and i don't think that i really i don't know if i even really watched it like all the sure. way through okay um so this was probably my first like real watch as an adult that would understand everything um yeah so i it's almost like watching it for the first time honestly yeah. i remember uh I, it's been damn near 20 years probably for me since i've it's been a long time since i watched this movie with the intent of watching this movie you know like it just wasn't on in the room type of thing exactly um I remember having the uh, some of the toys from uh, from the film, whether they were the McDonald's toy spinoffs or the yeah. you know, the actual uh, bendy posable toys and stuff like that. I had a few of those uh, floating around, and uh, it's funny because I my wife had a bin of uh, McDonald's toys that she had when she was a child that were at her parents' house, and they did that traditional sort of like you've left the house now take all your shit eventually, you know. <laughs> And they gave her this like carton of shit and in it were these uh, toys and going through these little knickknack toys from McDonald's. I'm like, oh my God, I've totally, yes. fucking, I remember these. And it was such a mind blow to be like, I played with every single one of these at, at some point in my life. Absolutely. And, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of fucking, a lot of Roger Rabbit and a lot of like just all the Disney shit. Like you know, Pocahontas fr- toys all, no one cared I had, about. <laughs> I had like the Fraggle Rock ones, you yeah. know, like the oh, little yeah. cars. Yeah. For sure. Fun stuff. 
All right. Um, uh, so, so go ahead. Well, Jason, we sort of gave you the reins on this one and, and sort of were like, uh, this was kind of your suggestion. You know, this was like, if you yeah. haven't done this movie yet, you know, give me Which a call. Which I was surprised because I thought you would have for sure picked Mighty Ducks because that's out on Disney <laughs> that now. That was on Disney Plus also. You for know, sure? yeah. yeah. So I what about you? maybe Mighty Ducks 2 because that was the movie that taught me racism as a kid. <laughs> sure. sure. Yeah. Well, what about this movie? Uh, was it made made you uh, make that call? Like you you called dibs on this one. I much, so. I grew up on this movie. I'm a little surprised, but I guess I'm not that surprised because I feel like any comic that's ten years younger than me probably will not have been exposed to this movie. I probably saw it when I was like five or six. Okay. The first time my dad had taped it off of television, and like using his video camera. Like recorded it from television, <laughs> so he hit pause during the commercials. So it was like this, just this like this tape, this just blank tape from the store. Was it just like oh a weird, God. like a high eight camera type shit where it was like, well, like dubbed into the camera like camcorder? Well, no, like the camcorder had its own tape, so you For record sure. it on the camcorder and then uh-huh. you would record it onto a, a tape later. Oh, I thought your dad was like videotaping the television, no, yeah, like, no, pointing no. it toward the screen. I was like, I'm like, do you hear your mom like, Jason, do you want me popcorn? <laughs> you hear him like cough, and it's, it's like watching yeah. a bootleg. No, yeah. <laughs> that's why I was think, That's why I laughed so hard. That's Use totally the auxiliary input from gotcha. the, the video camera and plugged it into the VCR, <laughs> so it just ran tape to tape, and then oh. he recorded it he did the reverse and put it on a blank tape which it was i, I assume was kind of crafty at the time you know was that uh was that a regular yeah. occurrence for for you guys uh did you do a lot a of occurrence to do dubbing? that and also to get a tape from blockbuster and nice. use the camcorder to copy it, it wouldn't surprise me if my dad's like yeah i used to like do the wax pressings of records back in the day <laughs> where they would like or wax all of a record and just pull it up and then make the the mold Re-pour. of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that is awesome. I, uh, no, well, I do um, not surprise me if he got up to that sort of nonsense. So yeah, he was he was very technologically capable of recording stuff either from Blockbuster or from TV. So uh, we are legally yeah. obligated to say that piracy is not a victimless crime, though. At this point. yeah, but the statute of limitations <laughs> has lapsed on that. I don't think the FBI sure. is going to come for my dad for one um, copy of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> And that didn't happen at my house because my parents never had a camcorder because they didn't care about like because they were record- like thirty five hundred dollars in today's money. Yeah, yeah right. Ridiculous. Yeah. Did you ever go VCR to VCR? For sure. Yeah. And not only that, but I would. Um, it I sounds would take like a the, weird sex move at this point. Like I would take the kids I know, nowadays. Right? Like, what's VCR stand for? <laughs> Jesus. Damn, baby, um, that's a nice auxiliary input. <laughs> I would put um, like masking tape over a movie like in the little square like you yeah. weren't supposed to be able to record over them and yeah. i would do that also so like i would record over like movies that were shit yeah, they're, they're you found out a way to measure. spend 29 dollars on a blank <laughs> tape you did it <laughs> <laughs> they're like this will stop everyone we'll just remove this tab like no one can figure right. out how to tape over some shit well, yeah like mm-hmm. early early in buying tapes for like home consumption movies were like $70. Cause like, oh, we yeah. don't want people going to the theater, not going to the theater. So we're going to make the, and then top gun was like 35 or $40. And everyone's like, I can't believe top guns only 40 bucks. Yeah. And that's why it was such a, a huge movie a second time. Cause it was huge in theaters, but then it got huge on home video. Like everybody had a copy of top gun. Cause it was like the first affordable tape. Yeah, sure. 
Because they were like, that is so interesting. $70 in today's money or something stupid. Well, like, I remember them being like, the people talking about them being like, a, a VCR was like eight dollars $900. And then a, mm-hmm. a cassette tape was like $125 to, to purchase an at-home uh, copy. But like, yeah. was that ever the case with, uh, with like DVDs? Did DVDs see a huge uptick or were they always kind of that like $20 to $25-ish? They were always priced to be a little bit more than VHS tapes because they sold them concurrently for like five, six years. Yeah. Yeah. Where it was like you can get both, sort of the way they like phased out tapes and then phased in Blu-rays. You can still buy DVDs and Blu-rays at the same time now. Sure. So DVDs were like five bucks more than a VHS tape or something like that. Yeah, uh, and they're doing that now with uh, in the age of COVID, they're doing those the rentals now, like yeah. the first first run film rentals, and mm-hmm. those are kind of stuck at that like twenty dollar mark. But you get like forty eight hours to watch it, and then you fucking right. throw your money away. Um, which I honestly would be willing to do that if they started releasing that at a a regular basis. I think I always told myself I would not, I, I I would not pay $20 for a one-time watch in my own house, but, uh, here we are, you know, I remember how much money it is to go to the, to the movies. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 100%. Have you done any of those rentals at all? Uh, since we got in the lockdown, Jason? No, there's nothing I've paid like the full price. There's a few where they're sort of like, well, we put, Upward or whatever the new uh-huh. Pixar. Yeah. They yep. just threw that on Disney Plus and I was like, cool. Sure. Oh, you yeah. know what? No, I lied. We bought Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. Oh, okay. We paid right. 20 bucks for Sonic the Hedgehog and my daughter's seen it. Probably 50 cents of viewing at this point. So okay. we got our money's worth there. there yeah. You go. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I um we rented trolls for Kate yeah. and um and then we ended up having to buy it. So we had to pay, you know, twice. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, we did Trolls, The Hunt, and The Invisible Man we've rented so far that way, which I uh, don't know that I could recommend any of them, honestly, at this point. So um, here we are. I noticed you so, haven't watched the movie since. So. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Here's these three bad movies, and for whatever reason, we stopped doing it. Well, we tried to make it a big deal. Like, we, we put up our projector and the screen and the whole shot. We're like, yeah. if we're going to pretend this is a movie theater, we're going to go all out. And it just, I mean, it was fun. You know, I, it was worth the, the $20 just to spend time doing something in the house with our, you know, with the family together. But, you know, I don't know that I'd watch those movies again. I would, so, I would watch Sonic the Hedgehog again. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the, and that, that Jim, Carrey's Jim Carrey is the bad right? guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Cyclops is in it. Yeah. yeah. It was like James Marsden's first role in 25 years where he's not getting cheated on. It's brutal. Got a brutal <laughs> career. Like the notebook, X-Men, Superman Returns is like right. nobody. That's a good looking guy. And women are just like, I could do better than James. No, Marsden. he's, he's like, why? <laughs> He's in um, Dead to Me, the Netflix original series, which is amazing. They're going to have the third. And he he actually plays two people because he plays his own twin brother. Which Yeah. Is, yeah. Christina so, Applegate and um, Linda Cardinalini. Yes. Yeah, that show's so fantastic. Good. I really mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, so he has to play like two different personalities. One guy is a huge douchebag and the other guy is like super nice. So that's yeah, he's interesting. A yeah. Yeah. Well, no. A he's a chiropractor. <laughs> He's a masseur. <laughs> While you right, guys we, were talking about this. I'm a real this, doctor. Whatever. Just crack my bones, idiot. <laughs> I had to look up who James Marsden was. So I'm on board oh, okay. now. I, I get it. Oh, good. I'm here. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, okay. Cyclops. Okay. Yeah. You got to remember. Yes. I don't. What Cyclops? Were you? I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, you can't just be like, you know. The guy Cyclops. who played Polyphemus on the 1993 direct to Hallmark channel, The Odyssey. 
Sure. That's a deep cut. Cyclops, there you go. And the Odyssey? Yeah. No we else? fucking talked about the Odyssey when we talked in the last podcast we did. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Probably did. I scanned I, through it uh, earlier uh, before you came back on. And just because I wanted to pull something, and I guess I'll just go ahead and do it now. Uh, I was going to wait and save this for a little bit later. I have five references. But here, <laughs> this, this, is, this came from our uh, last podcast we did together. I have nothing opinion. to contribute yeah. to this fucking podcast. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed listening to the whole and her fun facts because I have no idea what the fuck you guys right, are talking be our about. New segment would, you like to, would you like to start your own podcast? The whole and her the fun facts with Mandy. Like, you guys just keep like looking at each other like deep in each other's eyes and like talking about like The shit. movie that we're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds a lot like this now, right? I literally have barely week. said anything. New podcast, the whole damn the whole, thing. The whole damn thing. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, so it, for the reference, Jason said that when they throw a woman into something like this, they just call her the whole. So that's, then, like a, that's like a, a sexist term that like those morning zoo radio shows use. Yeah. Because everyone's got to yeah. have like a woman to be like, I'm going to laugh at this so women think that it's okay. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the then alone in her car, she's like, "Is that sexist?" And it's like, "Nope." Robin laughed at it. It's not <laughs> sexist or racist. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's got him covered under both both sides. Right. All right. Uh, All right. So let's, talk so about let's get back movie. to the movie. Yeah, yeah. So this movie is um it is based on a book that was called um, "Who Censored Roger Rabbit" from yeah. uh, 1981. Um, and actually, just so you guys know, uh, "Who Framed Roger Rabbit 2 is in like pre-production for 2022. Really? Yep. So that's Look happening. That. I have heard that before because the book had a few sequels. Yeah, yeah. I heard the that book's too. nothing like the movie. No. Although the the baby when he's like, I have a thirty year old lust with a three year old winky or whatever, that's yeah. like that line is like pulled straight from the book. So I thought that was great. Made me want to read it. <laughs> I've been trying to make him quit, but he just won't listen to me. What do you know, you dumb broad? You got the IQ of a rattle. You valiant? Yes. I want to talk to you about the acne murder. Hey, stop. Why don't you run downstairs and get me a racing form? Oh, he slaps her ass. Hey, okay, I'm going. The ladies, man, huh? My problem is I got a 50-year-old lust and a three-year-old dinky. 50-year-old. Yeah. But in in the book, he is only 30. In the movie, oh, okay. he's 50. But anyways, um, and then we got a little bit of Bob Haskin in there. Or Haskins. It's Haskins. It's Haskins, Haskins with an O. Haskins, whatever. Haskins. You say Haskins one more time. I'm delete. I'm, I'm uh, Haskins. Muting, Haskins. <laughs> Haskins. Fuck your. Fuck whatever. Is he married to Carol Haskins? Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, all you cats and kittens. All right. Um. Oh, also Bob Haskins. Um, hey. Thank you. His his son um, watched the movie and he didn't talk to his dad for like a really long time. And his dad's like, what's going on? And he was like, I can't believe you worked with Bugs Bunny and all my favorite cartoon characters and you never brought me to meet him. So his son's a fucking idiot, apparently. But <laughs> well, I know that um, five-year-olds uh, are so stupid. I, oh my God, they're so dumb. I read you about uh, an interview. You brought him to meet a tennis ball on a stick, right? Like, yeah, it's Roger <laughs> Uh, I heard that he was excited about this movie because uh, it was the first movie that he starred in that he could bring his, like that his kid could actually watch. So he was stoked about it. And then, yeah, sad because his kid got yeah, Well, after this movie, he couldn't do any other movies for like a year because he basically like had to teach himself to um, hallucinate that there were things there like weasels and rabbits and stuff. And he said that he, he literally started like hallucinating. Like he literally would think like in normal life, like rabbits like were there. So 
I don't. I mean, I don't know if that's true or if yeah, that's just. I, don't know. I love when people pretend acting's harder than it is. Right. Yeah. It totally broke my brain. Well, well, if I don't sleep on a straw mattress and have you call me Abraham Lincoln on set, I won't be in the mind space and <laughs> deliver two lines of dialogue, then go into my trailer for three hours. All right, whatever you say. Well, Lewis. this yeah. the fil- the filming of this though we have to understand too. Like it, it was the first kind of of its kind, and it was super difficult to film. Like um. So I guess when we should they, talk about like the actual like what this movie is too, along with like explaining how it was made. But everyone just saw it. Yeah, no, we it, don't have to rehash it's, it. Really. It's like a, it's a whodunit, uh, mm-hmm. and there was a murder, and this guy is uh, Bob Hoskins is a uh, detective, and Eddie so now, Eddie Valence. Yeah, Eddie Val- Valiant. Valiant and Valiant. Valiant. Yeah. Did you just okay. watch Aaron Brockovich? Who taught you the word Valence? <laughs> Valiant, Valiance, Valiance, whatever. Yeah, there's a reference to what Prince high Valiant. school chemistry professor are you cheating on your husband? With? Um, for all the women, for all the women listening, this is like total bullshit. Just, I'm not <laughs> laughing. I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew. I can, but I can add laughter in, though. Remember, <laughs> I have in nothing opinion. to contribute yeah. to this. <laughs> there you go. See, I stand up for myself. All right. <laughs> nice. Um, so, but you said you were saying though it was the first of its kind. So yeah, (laughs) like even when he's like driving like into Toontown, Mm -hmm. like all of the different layers of like shit that they had to uh, draw up for that, it was eight feet tall. Like this, that's just so much work. And nowadays, like they don't have to do anything, so the filming is. They did a lot of rotoscoping too. This was like this pioneered. Your mom does a lot of rotoscoping. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know. What, I don't even know what that is. So if you can explain, I'm sure none of the people listening do either. Well, it's it's a it's a post production technique instead of like adding the cartoons in real time or whatever. It's just it, they just add it over the film versus. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of what they did to Tron, where they hand painted all the the stuff. No more. Well, it's because. <laughs> It's uh, so like they just need line of sight and stuff. So that's why they'll put in like, you know, just shit to look at. And as long as yeah. you're looking at that, then they'll draw in everything to, to kind of fit with it. In well, fact, it's, uh, it's really Jessica funny. Rabbit, were, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, Jessica yeah, Rabbit wasn't designed, like wasn't even finalized during the filming and they yeah. had no clue what she was going to look like. And it turns out she was a lot more True buxom, story. buxom than they thought she was going to be. So, because yeah. they had a, a real actress interacting with people. Like when she touches Marvin Acme's face, her hand, looks much bigger than normal because it's like a regular actress's hand. Nice. And then they wrote it. It's actually a man. <laughs> yeah, I know, but but she's she's so she's so slim typically, but then there are a couple times where like she looks out of proportion just because they had to cover up an, uh, an actress interacting with somebody. So um also Charles uh, I want to get this right because you guys are gonna <laughs> diss on me if I don't Charles yeah. Fleischer. Sure. Fleischer, Fleischer. Um, he is the guy that did the voice of quite a few characters, but definitely Roger Rabbit. Um, when his costume, he had ears, he had yellow gloves, orange overalls. Like he actually was like there and doing stuff like on camera while people were doing, you know, then they just dubbed Roger over it. Which is super necessary. They, they thought you had to do that back in the day. It's so funny. That yeah. was his Daniel Day Lewis moment. Leave him alone, man. He's yeah, he really, was getting really into, in it. Yeah, it was really hard for him to be like, please. <laughs> wow, that wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> it's way better than like a Morgan Freeman impression. Or he or had to a, sleep in a cage and eat his own poop to get in the headspace. <laughs> to play around. Or, yeah, he wasn't yeah. satisfied until his poops were little pellets. Yeah, he ate. All, he ate all of his babies and then. <laughs> 
everyone <laughs> wondered what the hell was going on on set. Uh, Jason, I need to know more about why. So, so this was a, a movie that like shaped, you said you grew up with this movie and it shaped your childhood and shit. Yeah. Was it because of the technological things about it where it was like a cartoon interacting with a person or was it the actual storyline that had you from like from the get? I feel like every time I watched this movie, I got a little more of it. Like mm. I was a little older and I understood a little bit more of what was going on. I got more of the jokes. Sure. So yeah, I, was like I would five agree with watching that. This. It was like, oh, it was slapstick. You know, there was. Yeah. But I, I got some of the adult humor the older I got. So I would watch this a lot. Sure. And the older I got, the, the more I got out of it. So I, I really feel like it revealed itself to me slowly and I got to experience you know, it, it could have been any movie, but this just happened to be the one that I kept going back to. Mm. And uh, I really feel like I, I got a lot out of understanding this stuff when I was ready to. Sure. So, were, you sec- were you sexually attracted to Jessica Rabbit? I am now. <laughs> yeah, you weren't as a was kid. No, no further. I am now. That's it. Um, <laughs> I had a three-year-old dinky, okay? So. <laughs> <laughs> but you had a 50-year-old lust at three. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's awesome. I had no clue that it was uh, Kathleen Turner uh, until watching this this time and was like, I am absolutely familiar with this voice and I don't know why I know who this is and found out that that's who it was and was like, well, yes, she's not credited at all. And for this, Um, this, the person that did the singing was um, Amy Irving. Okay. So um, I guess if we're going to talk about the singing, you want to hear that real quick? Hell yeah, I do. And then there was another actress who was the performance model. So Kathleen Turner didn't even. So they gave credit to the, the stand-in and the singing voice. Correct. But not the actual speaking. That's funny. I do like this a lot. Yeah. How long do you think they'll let us play this before they pull it? For copyright nonsense. We got uh, our, our episode we did for... Um, Oh, brother, where art thou? Got uh, got dinged on YouTube for uh, for copyright. Oh we no! Played, we played part of uh, a song, but I think as long we as I talk to... over it, we're fine. Yeah, we don't have to play the whole thing. <laughs> but anyhow, yeah, everyone now knows what we're talking about. So yeah, well, in this part, version of it, yeah. <laughs> um, in this part too, they show Betty Boop and the the woman mm-hmm. May Castell Castell, however her name is pronounced, because I don't do this very well. Um, she. It was the original voice of her in the 50s and she came back and did the voice for this um, movie. So I thought nice. that was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she so, still got it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> how long did it take before you realized that it was very strange that they were allowing both Disney and Warner Brothers characters to be on the screen at the same time? Like, like today. Yeah, well, it's just so bizarre that that's even like the licensing would allow such a thing to happen without some sort of huge mm-hmm. undertaking, like some sort of big, like... You know, it, was, it had to be a big deal at the time, I would think. They claim the draw, the drawing of Roger Rabbit, like his face was Warner Brothers, but his body was Disney. Like they kind of so like, tried to, yeah. I feel like Disney wouldn't want to be left out of this. Yeah, like if they ran it by him, it's like we'd like to use your characters. Do you really want to let Warner Brothers like establish themselves as the de facto cartoon universe, or would you like to? contribute to the cartoon zeitgeist of toontown i read that because disney was so more like they had iconic characters that were more notable like uh that warner brothers actually pitched a fit and was like you have to give us equal screen time so that's why you've got scenes where like 
Tweety Bird is on screen for a lot longer than he really should have been, you know, just to kind of counteract with the other more impressive characters that were, you know, from Disney side or something. Warner Brothers too, um, they were coming out with Looney Tunes and Animaniacs, like they were in the development of that. So they were really like worried about how much stuff that they showed because they wanted to kind of have Mm, okay. that that as well just a little tidbit I, i'm wondering also i just wanted to know is this is this the impetus is this the reason why everyone hates dueling piano bars this movie uh because everyone's when, just disappointed that when daffy and and donald duck played dueling pianos i wanted to kill myself during the i don't hate dueling pianos i think it's fun Ugh. I wish awful. that the kind of frat boy that played at a dueling piano bar right. would shoot the other one with a cannon. Certainly. Matt Gerard or whatever. <laughs> There's a name I actually pronounced right and I don't even like him. So yeah. whatevs. Um, I do want to say, so they tried to get in contact with Bill Murray to play Eddie and they couldn't get in contact with him. So this is just a little. He has no agent. Good going. Well, and he basically like is uh, you can't contact him anyways. He's like the hardest person to get a hold of. Half the movies we've done with him, they didn't even know if he was going to do it until like the day of the first <laughs> day of shooting because he'd just show up. Um, but anyways, he was the original choice, and I guess like they couldn't get a hold of him, and he was like, I was in a public place, and he he said when he found out he was in a public place, and he still screamed his lungs out. He was so pissed because he one hundred percent would have taken the role. Yeah. I don't and think I don't, he would have been as good. I don't either. No. All I thought of was Space been a Jam. smarmy dickhead like the whole yeah. time. It, yeah. Yes. You, need, you need a straight man because the cartoons are so ridiculous. You need a straight man. Sure. And Hoskins did a good job of like when it, he was called upon to be sort of ridiculous, he nailed it. Mm-hmm. But like he was he was viable as a hard-boiled private detective. Well, and that's what he was. I mean, yes. he played a bunch of, like, uh, British gangster movies prior to it. So, I mean, he was kind of yeah. immersed in that shit. I was surprised to find out that he was from England. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't well, know I mean, that at Smee, all. Smee was British. That's too. true. Yeah. His I guess I don't... not that good. Once you know he's English and you go back and listen, you're like, oh, okay. Right. Oh. I, it, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think they hide that, though, with that weird, like, private eye sort of, you know. Yeah vibe to it yeah uh, this is how everyone talks in los angeles see yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I was like why does eddie talk like that it's like a two killed his brother just leave it <laughs> just let it go man yeah, he, he watched got, his brother get smashed to death by a piano <laughs> any weird stereotypical voice he wants uh speaking of weird voices uh this is the beginning of the film they're doing the short uh with herman the baby and uh, yeah. the rabbit and then the mom starts talking, and I'm, I just, I don't know who ever talked like this or who still talks like this. I don't get it. Mommy's going to the beauty parlor, darling. But I'm leaving you with your favorite friend, Roger. He's going to take very, very good care of you. Because if he doesn't, he's going back to the science lab. Please, don't worry. Whatever you say, yes, ma'am. This has got to be like, like pouring the, memories back into people's heads, right. listening to uh-huh. Roger and the rabbit talk. Like with my own this whole scene lasted way sister. too long. Yeah. Oh, my brother's sister. Oh, my second cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. It's so, yeah. just that whole. I mean, it was great, but it was still like I just kept thinking, okay, this is the last thing that's going to happen to him. This is the last sure, thing that's going to sure. happen to him. Oh my gosh, yes, this is taking the, forever. Well, and it did that the the classic Looney Tunes sort of like running the the background looping over and over again, and and just the same shit happening. Uh, but yeah, I agree. It was a little too long. Although this movie overall was not a long watch for me. Like it didn't seem like it took 
too long to get through. You know what I mean? Like there are yeah. movies, even even shorter films than this one that seem like they're twice as long just because of what kind of a dirge it is to get through it, you know? There's a lot of things that weren't necessary though, like the whole like cartoon bullets. Yep. Like none of the like, none of that did anything for anything. Even walking it, through the back lot, like any of the stuff where they were featuring different characters and stuff that just never came like that guy playing the saxophone to those brooms dancing or like none of that yeah. needed to be there. It was just cute to see. I think it had a uh, I don't know if they did it just just to keep people interested or impressed by what they were able to do, but I don't know. It was, it, it is um, not to dominate again, but I I really wanted to get this fun fact in, and I didn't know if you we were going to have time after the break or whatever. Sure. Um, so when Eddie takes Roger like back into the back room, and um, uh, it cuts to and, to cut the handcuffs, and the lamp on the ceiling gets hit, and like every and it bumps back and forth. They uh-huh. had to like perfect like the shadows of Roger on the wall. Okay. And it was cool. super difficult. And it wasn't even something that anyone would normally notice. I think and you'd so you notice if they did a bad job. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, so that became a a saying in Disney. They called it uh bump the lamp. It's a term that they use um to refer to going like the extra mile to make oh, something weird. seem more real, even if people aren't gonna notice. So yeah, I think they didn't that was... need to do that. Like there was no reason they had to do any of that sort of stuff. But when they interact when when Roger interacts with the real world, that's what really brings you into the film and and i appreciate the fact that they had to do that I, i'm sure it took forever to get all that shit right there's a scene at one point when i i think roger's wearing a hat or something and it it like uh-huh. bounces off of his head a couple of times and the shadow behind him also had to do the so same crazy. thing and it's just yeah why why go through all the trouble to do that but i mean that's why they're getting yeah paid to do what they're doing um how did you guys feel about christopher lloyd and his character and whether or not he did a good job he's perfect loved in everything it. he's oh in. yeah, yeah absolutely loved it i thought he was horrifying like just the yeah like, did this scare the shit scary. oh oh my god when he puts the boot in the dip like right. i cried my eyes out as a kid like i thought that was so horrible yeah. and then they I, show it like melting basically yep. like why is no one helping me like I that as a kid was, was horrible unnecessarily like brutal for that very like he didn't do anything wrong. like it would have been better if he had done something wrong or had been otherwise a problem and then he'd been like see this is what we do with problems around here and then just dump it in you know absolutely yeah he was an absolute villain (laughs) it's so funny it's like we gotta punish roger rabbit for committing murder and also this shoe for not being with the other shoe (laughs) can't have any lone shoes around (laughs) you're supposed to be in a crate you're not the crate I know it's so like I just and I, I'm pretty sure in the theater I cried like I thought that was horrible sure. and then I remember as a kid like rewatching that and being super super sad and <laughs> he was in a warehouse full of cartoon props when he did that by the way yeah yeah, yeah. they were like I inanimate think, like those like, like instant hole or like the the box yeah, that weird hammer or whatever the, it's like you could yeah yeah, you could have wiped out. You could have put in there. Yeah, you could have wiped out half of the shit right there. All right, uh, we are about ready to get to the end of this uh, first half, and before we do, we have a little activity that we have uh, all of our guests do. Jason, you did it the last time you were on, uh, but we did not have our theme song at the time, so this will be the first time you've been present for the theme song, and which of course was provided by Mr. Bob Frederick. So here's that theme song. Chop this, chop this synopsis. Chop this synopsis. Chop this, chop this synopsis. All right, it is time for us to play Chop This Synopsis, which means, Jason, we need from you a 10-word or less synopsis of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. 
So take the whole movie, condense it down to 10 words or less. Give us like a blurb that goes on the back of the DVD or something you click on on Netflix, something that'll hook you in, make you want to watch this movie. I'm going to recommend you probably don't use the title because there goes like half your words. So uh, <laughs> after the break, we'll come back and we will get your 10 word or less synopsis of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But otherwise, we will be right back after these messages. Hey, I'm Mike Logan. I'm Garrett Elzinga. And, and this, this better, better be good. good. You know what it is. It's the weekly podcast where Garrett and myself, two professional comedians, review a movie before seeing it and review it again after seeing it. And this is an ad for our podcast. It's true. You can find our podcast on all podcasting platforms. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. It's Stitcher. everywhere. Except for SoundCloud, because fuck SoundCloud. That's what we used to use, and now we use Anchor. Anchor's fantastic. You guys should check it out. It's true. Um, if you like movies and you like funny anecdotes, and we also talk about movie news, and we've got witty, great banter, download our podcast now. If you listen to this podcast, odds are pretty good you'll like our podcast. It's true. We're incredibly funny, incredibly witty. I love Mike a whole lot. I don't know if he loves me as much as I love him. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, download our podcast wherever you uh, listen to podcasts, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Hey, I'm Mike Logan. I'm Garrett Elzinga. And, and that, that was, was an good. ad. Oh, okay. Well, that was clever. Yeah, well. Jamie, I need you to keep the dogs quiet. I'm recording a commercial for the Elemental Podcast, so can you keep them quiet during this recording of my commercial for the Elemental Podcast. I mean, I know the dogs bark a whole lot when we actually record the podcast on Mondays and Thursdays and during the Patreon on Saturdays. But during the commercial, we need the recording to be dog bark free. Can you do that for me, Jamie? Can you keep the dogs quiet during the recording of this commercial for the Elemental Podcast that people can listen to every Monday and Thursday and the Patreon on Saturday? Can you do that for me, Jamie? Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate it. Nazis. Oops, forgot to hit record during that last <laughs> part. No, I did, but it double clicked. This fucking, I hate this so much. I hate when it looks like I'm the one who's bad at life. You know how that goes? Well, you are. All right, here it's we all go. Right, though. Chop this, chop this, synopsis. Whatever, we get it. Okay, we're back. Right. And we're back. <laughs> All right, thanks so much for doing the things that they said during that uh, break there. Break. And uh, now it is time for the rousing conclusion of Chop This Synopsis. So, Jason, if you would, please regale us with your 10-word or less synopsi of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Who done it? Drunk detective on the case. Good dips evil. Right, <laughs> very <go>. nice <laughs> love I, it I, i'd watch it who done it's one yeah. word right is that <laughs> that's what they should have called this movie is good dips evil <laughs> nice uh did you watch uh, so i saw that there was a guy there was a board game version of this uh movie called uh something about dip it was like i don't remember but it's it looked ridiculous i was watching like a video montage of like shit that you should know about this movie you know and uh, at the end of it, it was like, hey, they also had this board game and it looked like pure trash. But it, basically, you flip uh, characters into a bucket of dip, I guess. Oh, I actual that dip, yeah. yeah, it's weird. It's like you need common household benzene and turpentine. <laughs> right. Or just like yeah. your weird southern cousin's back pocket. Just some get some dip in that mm-hmm. mix. Hang on. I think we got some acetone back in the meth lab. <laughs> hey, right. Yeah. Either way. Right. Either way, you're not far from dip, no matter what. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, we talked about Judge Doom. Um, we haven't heard from him yet, though. So you want to hear from can... him? Let's I do. do. Yeah. Um, by the way, Christopher Lloyd was told not to blink while he talked during his ca- while he was his character, and that made him scary. Is this man removing evidence from the scene of a crime? Ah, uh, no, Judge Doom. Uh, Valiant here was just picking it up for you. Weren't you, nice. Eddie? Hand it over. Sure. Well, that's too long. Number one sub. It's way worse when you're just listening to it. I see working for a tune has rubbed off on you. I wasn't working for a tune. I was working for Akim Maroon. Can you yes. hear that British, that British accent? Uh-huh. Trying to push I, just, I just did too, yeah. When you showed him the pictures, the rabbit said one way or another, he and his wife are going to be happy. See? Is that true? Well, do I look like a stenographer? Shut your yap, Eddie. The man's in charge. That's all right, Lieutenant. From the smell of him, I'd say it was the booze talking. Love it. Love Christopher Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Greatest of all this time. This is like yeah. one of the only scenes Richard the Le- Parmentier was in. The other cop? like the. You might recognize him as General Maudie from Star Wars. And I, I stared at his face forever. I was like, where do I know this guy from? No, I would not recognize that. Yeah, we, him we wouldn't that. recognize that either. Me specifically, yeah, no. <laughs> it's about as know. a random reporter in Superman too. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, there you go. Who, <laughs> there was somebody in this movie who played the, the guy from uh, Back to the Future. Uh, the, the guy who, uh, in the second movie, was trying to stop him. He was him. the bum? No, he was the guy trying to stop him from uh, betting or something. God damn it. Now it makes me seem like a rambling fool since I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But anyhow, somebody in this movie was also in Back to the Future too. I'm gonna, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, so it's the guy. a lot of people because Charles Fleischer was in Back to the Future also. It's the guy who played the voice of Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Oh, so that's, that's who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was, but he played a, I thought he played a homeless person in that. Uh, I don't know. He in Back to the Future too. Like, I think he was a bum. I don't know. He had a lot of makeup on. He was that old guy. Back to the Future. Yeah, he wasn't too. He played someone named Terry, whatever that means. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Anyhow. All right. There we go. Yeah. So that was Doom. Uh, yeah. And do you have any facts about? I do. Um, actually, the other one of the people that they wanted uh, to be Judge Doom was Tim Curry. Um, I guess uh Robert Zemeckis, uh, sorry, Zemeckis, I don't want to get corrected, Steven Spielberg, (laughs) um, Michael, and Michael Eisner all found his performance to be terrifying. He was just way, way too scary, which is hilarious to me because he plays Pennywise, who is fucking terrifying. Yeah. That wasn't PG, though. Actually, it might have been. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Are you you talking about uh, it? it? No. Wasn't that made for TV, though? The the, the miniseries version with... Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I read the book and I just remember there being like major orgies and stuff going on in the book. That like, never made I, a movie because they're sort of like, maybe we don't need to have all that. Well, yeah, there was orgies with children. Like there was these one are, orgy. Yeah. <laughs> Stop pluralizing or it one okay. is bad enough. <laughs> I was in seventh grade. It was the very first like chapter book that I ever read and it was like a thousand pages. And I just remember like getting to that part and having some like sexual feelings like, oh, this is Is this what sex is? A 12 on one scenario? I don't know if I'm ready for this. I mean, that's what happens when you only have one girl. That's how you scare your daughter straight. (laughs) That's what happens when you only have one girl. Yeah, she was the 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 whole. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) They only had one hole. So, well, she had nothing to contribute to this fucking podcast. (laughs) It's been 70 episodes since... Uh, Matt 
called you the whole. No, no, no. That is not was how it me? it's not revisionist uh, history. It was no, totally it, you. It was definitely brought on by you. One hundred percent. Jason was the like, concept. I brought up the concept of whole. Yeah, and the man's like, shut up, hole. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there right, you go. So, it's been it's been a year. I think we should heal and move on. Yeah. We <laughs> and yeah, stop we brought you on. Yeah, we brought you on. For, this is your chance to apologize. <laughs> this is like a, a sad tweet you did a, no. a year ago. No, I don't uh, even want the apology. It's so funny. She just she knows it's true. That's. Uh, it's been seventy episodes and you still haven't started your own podcast. It's true. It's called the true. whole under fun facts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We don't have the whole damn thing here. That's um, what we need. We need. I need a theme song about the whole inner fun facts. <laughs> then I wouldn't have to keep interrupting you to be like, oh, fun facts. Right, like, yeah. It's just a chime that goes off. You need your own soundboard on that end. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. That okay. would be an absolute mess. Um, it's already bad enough with just <laughs> me pushing buttons. Okay, let's meet. Uh, we haven't met any of the real characters. Here's Eddie Valiant. We can just meet him for a second here. Seen cooing over calamari with not so new sugar daddy was Jessica Rabbit, wife of Maroon cartoon star Roger. What's this got to do with me? You're the private detective. You figure it out. Look, I don't have time for this. Look, Valium, his wife's poison, but he thinks she's Betty Crocker. I want you to follow her. Give me a couple I like of nice, voice. juicy pictures I can wise the rabbit up with. Who, uh... Yeah, What's wrong with Maroon? Maroon? No, Bob Hoskins. Okay, I have a question about the plot to this movie that I pr- must have missed the two times that I watched it prior to, to us recording. Uh, why was Jessica Rabbit playing patty cake with Maroon? Because he said he wouldn't, he, Roger wouldn't be able to get any jobs anywhere else. He wouldn't be able to act anymore. So yeah. he was being an asshole? Like she was doing it for Maroon, Roger's Maroon benefit? Maroon put her up to it. Okay. Yeah. He blackmailed her. He said if she didn't po- pose for those pictures with Marvin Acme, then Roger would be blackballed. Okay. And he had to have her pose for those pictures because it would, I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't understand the whole, like I get what happened in the long run and who was causing all the trouble and the issues. So he the, could the frame, villain. so he could frame yeah. Roger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, was yeah. establishing right. motive for the, the eventual murder of Marvin Acme. All right. All right. Now here we are, I guess. Okay, uh, who else haven't we met yet? Do we care about listening to, we got uh, Dolores. Have we met Dolores? Yeah, uh, I don't know no. if we've heard from her. All right, here we go. And I thought she Tomorrow's was great. Friday, Eddie. You know what happens here on Friday? Fish special. Well, my boss checks Sorry. the books on Friday. Also, I wanted to, uh, at some point, they show a photo of her and mm-hmm. uh, Eddie and, and her, his, brother. his brother. And they say that they go into business together. Like there's a caption yeah. above. Two that, flat foots and a floozy. Yeah. Do they own the bar? Like, do they own that restaurant or whatever? I'm assuming they all did at one point. And then did she just doesn't now, or is she referring to herself as the boss who has to check the books later? I just didn't get that. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I think maybe she had to take a job as a waitress because everybody's life kind of fell apart. So that's not the place that they had purchased all together, I guess, or whatever the business they started. No. If I don't have that money I gave you back in the till, I'm going to lose my job. Don't bust a button, Dolores. You've only got one left. 50 bucks? Never, Where's the rest? What do I Never look like, satisfied. a bank? Well, it's only a yeah. sweet job away. Never satisfied. Never I mean, what was he thinking? He could get on the bus by flashing a check that was written out to him? Like, he's what like, the fuck? He's like, I'm not broke. Yeah, I have $50 to my name. I loved the... Uh, thanks for the cigarettes kids like when he gets off the, the yes. train car there yeah uh, or the bus or whatever the hell that was and he's like uh, thanks for the cigarettes i love 
Uh, and again, that's another thing that should not have been in a PG movie, really. I love uh, that you no. can't identify what that is. And <laughs> that is, that's some, that was the most realistic aspect of the film. In the 1930s, um, a group composed of like, it was like Harvey Firestone and somebody from the fossil fuel industry and like Henry Ford, they all got together and basically bought up and undermined the um, streetcars in a lot of uh, cities in California. Yeah. And just shut them down and replaced them with dirty buses. Sure. So these streetcars were electric, you know, they were, yeah. everybody liked, people would just get on them and ride them just for fun because it was a pleasant ride, you know? Right. Yeah. And they just bought them. They ripped all the lines down. Like San Francisco like has it as a tourist thing now, but all the other cities in California, like LA, LA has like terrible tr public transportation. Right. Now. Yeah. There was a line in the movies like, this is LA. Who needs a car in LA? We have the greatest public transportation right. in the world. Right. That was a real thing that happened. There was a conspiracy to buy all the streetcars and shut them down so they could sell tires and diesel fuel and right. buses and freeway to all these cities. Build this fucking freeway. Yeah. This is uh, yeah. Which so that's that's like a real freeway, by the way. It's the one ten, I guess. Um, okay. Like uh, it eventually made like a whole thing. Yeah. So this movie set in 1947. Uh, I checked to make sure. And I also looked up, because he's getting paid $100 for this gig that he was doing. So I yeah. checked the inflation rates and how much $100 would be worth uh, in today's money back then. And it was $1,049.75 is how much he was paid to essentially just go take pictures. So it's a pretty sweet yeah. gig. I mean, even, yeah. today, even by today's standards, that was probably... Well, I know, but you wouldn't look at that and be like, oh my gosh, how'd you get that money? You know, like, it's not like it's tons and tons well, of money. Well, I mean, right now, what is it? Uh, 18 million people are out of a job right now? I, I think a thousand dollars is probably worth but it. But I chose for yeah, I right? chose that. So, whatevs. This is yeah. my job. <laughs> <laughs> and I do it faux free. Yeah, it pays super well. So yeah. Um, yeah. So do do we want to talk about box office for show? All right, we got a theme song for that as well. New theme songs everywhere, Jason. Here we go. Is it Bob box again? Theme song. <laughs> nope, that was Mr. Stu McAllister. Uh, we buried the song, so I'm just going to play it again. Here we go. Dang. Box office theme song. <laughs> That's it. Um, we recorded we didn't it live. Bury it. It's not necessary. That's true. It's uh, completely unnecessary. But go listen to Stu's podcast, <laughs> Elemental Podcast. <laughs> All right, so uh, Jason, er, how much do you think that it cost to make this movie back in uh, 1988? I have to sequester myself from this question. I accidentally saw. I would say in $88, maybe like 50, 60 million. Okay. Um, that's actually a really good guess. It was sure. 70 million. Oh, which means and I, was, I was off anyway because I thought I read somewhere that it was like 83. No, so. 70. Well, it says 70 estimated. Okay. Um, but it was originally only supposed to be 30, and Walt Disney was like, no, that's Yikes. way too much. So, but yeah. I mean, at the time, yeah, that was, it was pretty uh, yeah. risky. Okay. I also so read that it was, at the time, it was the largest budget for a film, I think, is what I read, too. So, yeah, that makes sense. Matt, that do, you, do you know how much it's made worldwide gross I, or not? Again, roughly. I heard uh, okay. roughly, so I'll, I'll back so out Jason, of that, too. Jason, how much do you think that this movie is made? 250 million i heard that was low yeah it's uh 329 okay. 329 million dollars which is insane that is an insane amount of money for in sure. 1988 but for no movie. no wonder they're rebooting it though i mean they're trying to catch but you want to hear some super crazy well, shit is it that won three oscars like it nobody talks about it now but at the time it was 
Yeah. They were sort of like, let's do a lot more movies like this. And then they made Cool World that sucked. And everyone's like, let's <laughs> uh, not. No, let's Brad never Pitt. do that again. Yeah. Oh, I love Brad Pitt. Um, the only thing is that was not the number one movie for 1988. So apparently, like, it made more, you know, later um, sure. through like video sales or whatever. The number one movie was Rain Man. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. In, in ticket sales? Yes. For, well, in mo- the movies that made the most money in 1988, like Rain box Man. office sales. Rain Man. Yeah. Rain Man made more. Do you need to see Rain Man more? I don't know. I did it once. I was like, that was quite enough. Yep, for sure. Oh, I thought, I think it's a great movie. Did the guy who was based off of, uh, who the the movie was based off of ever come to your school? Because the guy came to our school. He did come to our school. Did he count toothpicks? Basically, he was, yeah. He would let students stand up and say their birthday, and then he would tell them what day of the week that was that they were born on. So, and then everyone would be like, "Is he right?" And he'd be like, "I don't know. I yeah, don't know like, why does it matter? He's right. Like, no one who's fact yeah. checking, who's fact checking this poor man who got carted around the countryside." Uh, Honestly, like when I think of what he looks like in my memory, I feel like he looks a little bit like Pat Sievert, like in my mind. <laughs> Do you feel the same, Matt? I mean, Do you remember I, what he looked like? I guess I don't know. He was just a, he looked like a generic Midwestern guy. So yeah, I mean, no. Oh, what are you calling Pat Sievert? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So we got that out of the way. Um, sure. Do you want to do more clips or do you want to play the ages game? Well, I want to know why Bob Hoskins didn't do more movies. Like if he was in this like huge film that like did really well. And I just, I wish he had been in more things. I'm, he was hallucinating. Hello. Yes, he broke his brain, but what an excuse. Man. He made the Mario brothers movie and everyone's yeah. like, do we need this guy? If that's anymore? causing fucking hallucinate. Yeah, I anything, love that movie. Oh Jesus. So, I honestly, basically like Dennis Hopper played the same character in Waterworld, And <laughs> I love John Leguizamo. Like he's one of my favorite people ever. So sure. well, he Good made stuff. about two movies a year after this movie okay and he hasn't done anything since 2014 because he died yeah total rips 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 to hoskins rips to hoskins yeah but like he made he worked pretty steadily yeah yeah all right well i guess you gotta give him that all right we got some more spice world were you in spice world no oh (laughs) i was like spice world that's we were just talking about how how tall do you think that bob hoskins was five four okay I fuck i don't know <laughs> this is another new game we're doing how tall are they uh well, I don't know. He, he just seems, seems tiny he yeah, seems he tiny does. and round but i don't know he was uh, five six okay there you go which i don't remember how tall michael j fox was but i feel like it was a like around that uh you want to know what's real weird the lady who played um the fake jessica rabbit toward the end of the movie i forget what her name was uh, the one he confused as Jessica Rabbit. She was just that weird yeah. lady who kept trying to kiss him. A man! Uh, her voice is the same voice as uh, Witch Hazel from the Looney Tunes movies. Uh-huh. I don't know if you ever... Uh, she's the witch that carried around the broom. She was in yeah. the, the 50s Halloween special with Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Uh, yeah. They kept fucking with Donald Duck. She was in a bunch of the Donald Duck Halloween stuff. Um, but she did the voice of that woman and I only looked her up because I knew that voice. I'm like, I have to know why I know this voice. Uh, but she's four foot 11, by the way, just shut up. Just for- she practically needs a booster seat yeah, to right? ride in the car these days. I'm pretty sure rips to her too. I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. She lived to be a hundred. She was born in like 1912 and died in 2012 or something like she, <laughs> she was, uh, well, kudos to her because she missed a whole bunch of shit in 2020. I feel and like you know, if you 
like you get anyone who get, died before the seeing Donald Trump inaugurated. Was, I know was the lucky one. One hundred percent. I just it would have like, killed them. You shrink as you get older, right? So I just wonder when they took that measurement, like when they, when she was four eleven. You know, I don't know. All right, maybe she was a double amputee, and then they wait. <laughs> then they checked. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Let's, let's let's talk more shit about the old dead lady. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, you hundred year old. <laughs> Chopped off just, her leg I just bitch. Pissed, I'm just pissed she didn't have to see Trump inaugurated. So <laughs> uh, here's I'm just jealous. The, here's everyone's favorite song from the movie. The song that plays when you enter Toontown. It's awful. I want to punch myself in the ears. No, it's not like, half as you, bad. How can you get the people who did Looney Tunes and like the Disney resources and come up with that song like uh, it's not so. supposed to be good right. it's yeah. supposed to be like succeeded. a culture shock because nothing goes right when he goes to toontown he doesn't want to be there sure. it's yeah. like it's a guy who was traumatized by watching his brother murdered by a tune it's like well why don't you go where they all hang out like yeah. nobody wants to he had to drink all day to get up the courage to go <laughs> to toontown he's like all right i'm gonna get my ridiculous cartoon gun Loved the bullets, by the way. I know they were totally oh unnecessary, God. but yeah. I, I absolutely love the bullets. And then he's really like, all right, let's go to... It's supposed to suck because you're supposed to be like, man, he does not want to be here. For sure. Yeah, yeah. it's just a I slap sure. in the it was face. A good song a is like, oh, I forgot why I stopped coming here. Oh, right, the piano. But like, <laughs> yeah. everything sucks about Toontown. For sure. Um, That was not even the bad thing. The bad sound was the voice of fucking Judge Doom when he's like, yeah, my voice, you know, and I talked. I killed your brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, so horrible. I think my favorite part of the movie was where see people, Tim Curry doing that. Where people just had to react to the fact that cartoons had their own rules, but they still like interacted with so they're just like, oh, all the glass just exploded because a cartoon screamed a little too loud. And yeah. that's just that we have to clean up every broken bottle in this bar now because of a, a cartoon. <laughs> well, and sort of a thing think, that happens all the time. Another thing, too, I thought was that the way they were talking about how there's no justice for cartoons and how they were like basically like black people nowadays are you know they get arrested for no reason there's no justice for them i was like oh this is almost like a current social issue that we're having but it was here. the opposite you can't hold a tune accountable at all it was like you can't put them in jail because they'll get out you can't kill a tune at all so like it was, tunes could do whatever like they children, want essentially they were tunes, being like tunes yeah. could be dipped could be dipped yeah but that Obviously. was that like, he was inventing he was like until now you couldn't do anything to yeah, a tune unruly. they could just do whatever they wanted all the time for sure and it, it's either like so i get that how it's like uh but it's also how they treated like hollywood too like like you were just a performer you most of the people in hollywood couldn't survive on their own anyway so that's why a lot of the people who were i mean everyone who worked in the movie was a tune like everyone who was like a, a waiter or a waitress aside from dolores and her joint there but like yeah. when he goes to the club it's all run by tunes and they're all just kind of scraping by. And uh, so I, th I think it has, you know, to do with that as well too. Like, and he, he talks about how they, they don't, they use tunes in their movies because all they have, to, they just literally pay them peanuts and, yeah, and they don't have to worry about them too much. Cause they're kind like of they're second class citizens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. A show. All right. Let's play some ages. All right.
Uh, that doesn't have a theme song anymore. I stopped. No, it's using fine. That one. Who cares? All right. All right. Um, so, I mean, you kind of could do this with mass, but how old do you think Bob Hoskins was when he played in this movie? 42. 40. 42. Hey. And, uh, we, and uh, Christopher Lloyd, how old do you think he was? I, that's impossible. He's always looked the same age to me. For sure. I know. What's and your favorite I, Christopher Lloyd movie? Oh, come on. Do you have a, a top Christopher Lloyd? For, for me, it's got to be this one. Okay. All right. And the guy had and quite it, a quite a Dennis career. the Menace, for sure. No, I'm just kidding. I don't even know if he was in that movie. Um, <laughs> just some random bullshit movie. Like Camp Nowhere or he whatever. He was in Dennis the Menace, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I thought like, so. Too. Yeah. He was like the uh, the homeless guy. Yes, yeah. I was pretty sure. I was pretty sure he was in the movie. No, wasn't he in that future. movie Camp Nowhere? Yeah, I liked that movie. He was in I Camp remember. Nowhere. He was. I, I feel like he was in something else that I enjoyed him in. He was in than... Angels in the Outfield or something, or maybe the second one. Yeah. No, Are you thinking Adam's Family, Mandy? Because he was he was Fester. Yes, he was Fester. Yes, yes. that is yeah. by far my favorite. Thank you. We just watched that the other day. Nice. So yes, and I was like, I, I know I saw Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, and both one and two, I thought he did awesome. I so. thought he has been dead for years. By the way, Me every time I too. every time he pops up on the scene somewhere, I'm like, this man has been dead for decades. I was like looking him up for this, and I was like, oh, we got to figure out, you know, rips to Christopher Lloyd. And I think I did the same thing when we did Back to the Future, and I was like, yeah. oh my god, he's still alive. <laughs> sure. So like. It- he had like I don't know if they dyed his hair for Back to the Future. I've just always seen him as like just so much older than everybody else. Sure, yeah. So when Michael J. Fox was like in his twenties or thirties, I thought he was like in his fifties, and that was in the eighties. Yep. So is he eighty now? So I don't. I, <laughs> if he's younger than fifty when he made Roger Rabbit, I'll be very surprised. Okay, I would I would think so. I would I, I would, would say at him, least fifty. I would say forty, like forty five, mid forties, somewhere in there. He was 40. Oh, shit. 40. Wow. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Well, they did put some weird-ass makeup on him, too. And sure. You know, you know how obvious, you know, when people don't blink, it just automatically takes 10 years off their Well, life, I wasn't you know. basing that on this movie. I was basing it on how old he looked to be in the Back to the Future movies sure. right around the same time. Yeah. All right. And the only other person, because there's not very many people. Roger Rabbit. Um, old was. <laughs> Joanna Cassidy, who played Dolores. Mm. How old do you think she was? 40 okay yeah it's got to be around that area that's how old i imagine they would have paired her with him roughly the same so i'll stick with that too yeah she was 43 okay there you go look at that i was thinking she didn't look that much older in six feet under and i was like oh more time has passed between now and six feet under than was between roger rabbit and six feet under and now if you're old (laughs) (laughs) um And also, I have to say that Bob Hoskins, like, there was something about him that was good looking to me. Like, if you if you look at the pictures of him, like when he has glasses on, and he looks very sophisticated. He was a good looking guy. Yeah. Even even with the extra chub and being short, whatevs. <laughs> sure. Uh, here is uh, just another clip for. Oh, uh, speaking of uh, Eddie, we'll we'll listen to his beautiful singing voice here. I hate it so much. I hate the weasels. Where the whiskers came? Come here, you both. I'm tired as both of watching Bo and Shane. I'm trying to imagine Bill Murray doing this. (laughs) 
I can't. No. I don't. I can't. I can imagine Tim Curry doing this though. I I can't imagine Bill Murray in this role. Hmm. This singing ain't my line. It's tough to make a rhyme. If I get stuck, I'm I'm out of luck. Uh, I'm running out of time. Yeah, yeah, we get it. So bad. <laughs> and like the co- the constant like like flux of oh the dip is gonna get him oh it's not oh the sure. dip's gonna I'm just like oh my gosh this has to be over like yeah, what get the it hell over with. sure and then he just floods the whole thing and like the dip's just gone I'm pretty sure it's just diluted like it's like yeah. they probably still shouldn't touch it yeah they got what strong else? drinks you know what I mean it was back in the eighties no one cared about uh, runoff you know right we'll deal with that now right when, when green ooze starts flowing down our highways. It was the same year the Cuyahoga oh caught on fire. The green ooze. It's actually dip. Yeah, right. The dip finally sprung a leak. Look at that. I like it. We solved a right. mystery. <laughs> that made me mad because, like, you can't mix three clear chemicals together and get a green chemical. <laughs> oh, by the way, Jason is a chemist, so you got that going. Benzene, <laughs> turpentine, and acetone are all clear. Come on. <laughs> but to make it scarier, they just added yeah. some food coloring. There. Well, maybe it was clear until they put the first few uh, tunes in tunes it. Tunes in it? Yeah, yeah. it was like, well, it was runoff. cleared. <laughs> oh, it's all shoe residue. <laughs> oh, that is so horrible. The they thought of it. Of, they got rid of the green tunes first, you know. They, were, they just had to test it out. That's all it was for. Mar- Marvin the Martian? Like, were there any, like, I mean, his outfit was green, I, I guess. I was going to say, he was mostly black, wasn't he? Like, he was, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, if he was mostly black, they probably killed him first. Got rid of him first. Hey, oh, all right. Uh, so, speaking of uh, killing people, here's uh, Mickey and Bugs attempting to murder Eddie by uh, using, you know, funny jokes. Hey, what's up, Doc? Jumping without a parachute? Kind of dangerous, ain't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, These are the, the flagship characters oh, talking to each other here. Uh, Bugs does. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little uh, concerned about how Vin, how awful Mickey is. Right? Hey, Doc, whatever you say is despair. Thank you. It doesn't seem Mickey-esque to me. I thought that was weird. He's like, yeah. Yeah. are we going to do a physical oh. bit right now? Yeah, we got to do a physical bit. This is Toontown. Okay. I guess we'll murder this guy. Yeah, you're about to die. (laughs) 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 No, I I do think this movie, like with the whole like people against tunes, I feel like that is semi like around what is happening in our culture right now. I thought it was something that, you know, we could relate to, you know, the, the difference, the hatred, the profiling. Again, they said there's no justice for tunes. They're just going to kill me. You know, I thought that was definitely a Black Lives Matter kind of reference. Well, I mean, it's also, you know, uh, native people stealing their land to put a a highway through. Oh, 100%. Yes. Yeah, we'll for just sure. Leave, we'll leave you this little area over here. You can just hang out in the back lot and we're going to use your, your home for a fucking uh, highway. So Highway, yeah. yeah. True story. got to be exciting for them. Um, <laughs> okay, let's do uh, our final game here. And that, yeah. of course, also has a theme song and it goes like this. I think it's time we stop, children. What's that sound? Do you hear what I hear? What's that sound? Do you hear what I hear? What, 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 what's that sound? All right, it is time for us All to right. play What's That Sound? 
Uh, in this game, I take a sound from this movie and I play it for the both of you. Jason, you'll get first at bats. I'm going to go to Andy if, she can't, uh, if you can't get it. Uh, basically, what's going to happen, I'm going to play a sound from the movie and you're going to tell me what's happening on screen. So I'm glad you have headphones on because this is way Super. easier with headphones. So we only have two this time around. I only pulled two clips because mostly this movie was just a lot of crashing explosions and weird music. So, <laughs> Uh, I did pull a couple of them, and let's see what we can do. The first one I'm going to play is a little bit easier, I think, so we'll see if you can get that one. Uh, and I need you to be specific on this, too, if, if that makes right. sense. So here we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was uh, the popping sound was Roger's one eye expanding. Okay, when he took you a were shot very of, specific uh, this. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> and he, like, turned yellow. <laughs> Yeah, I think, and then right. his bow tie spun around, and then he like turned red, and because I know when broke I pulled everyone's the clip, glassware, when I pulled the clip, he it was when he took a shot, and then later on yeah. in the movie he took a shot again, and I was like, ah, oh, damn it! Like I'm gonna have to be very specific as to which one this, <laughs> which one this is. So yeah, it was the first one. So that nice was job. the one in R.K. Maroon's office, probably right. Y- yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. After he found out that she was playing patty cake with patty cake. Yeah. Patty cake. Um, yeah. Okay, and here is sound number two, which I expect to be the more difficult of the two sounds, so we'll see how that goes. Oh, boy. I'll give you a little more volume on that. Hold on. Yeah. It cut out for me. I don't know if it cut out yeah. for anybody else. Okay. We'll like, I heard the initial boing sound but like all the subsequent stuff it's yeah it might sound a little choppy but i think that's how it actually was in the film so hold on here nope choppy again weird i think you're hearing it it right no it's no we're not we heard the first this is always how it is like you hear it the first time really good and then it gets just nope weird i don't understand it why goes, it, it's like that's what it is i think you're hearing it right no, that's what it is i promise so, the first time i heard it sounded different yeah um okay i had a guess i would say it was when he was on the flagpole after he fell out of the building in toontown uh, okay i got you i get that but nope that's not it but i can hear the, the, the only other sound, sound like the only yeah. other time i could see something like because mm, there was there was a scene where you could see the wires on the guy, which is really funny. When the um, <laughs> the Fantasia hippo sits down on the park bench and the guy goes flying in the air. Yeah. It sort of makes it like a... But all the subsequent sounds make me think it's not that. Sure. Play it again, Matt. Yep. I don't know if it's going to come through. Nope. Yeah, did, I, I can't really hear that very well. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell me what it is? Um, is it when the shoes come out of the box? No, no. no. I'll tell you. It's uh, it's right. It's toward the very beginning of the movie. I don't know if that helps at all. Oh. In fact, it's, oh, it's, was it the um, was it something from the Baby Herman cartoon? Yeah. Oh, so it was like the the ironing board falling it down. It sounds or similar like to that. that, but no, it's uh, it's when Baby Herman uh, pushes himself out of his crib. Oh, okay. so he's prying the he's prying the the spindles apart in his uh, in his crib, pen. and then it, yeah, it shoots him. Yep, yep. So that's what this sounds like. I'll play it one more time, just so now everyone can hear it. And those subsequent little bouncing are him. Like, oh, figures! I heard it. I heard that, it really clear that that time, time it came through. <laughs> oh, that man. is such bullshit. <laughs> and when people listen to the podcast, it's going to be clear every time. Though, it is. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Matt's like, no, this is just how it sounds. People, like, no, people are it screaming at though. It's that little noise keeps happening over and over. Whatever. Fuck he it. just didn't believe me. He's like, oh, no, you just so, don't want to admit so, you don't know it. It was so bad. And then as soon as he told me what it was, he's like, here you go. I cleaned up the audio, idiot. I cleaned up the audio. <laughs> it was sabotage. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, so there's that. Uh, yeah, so that's the end. Uh, nice job. Uh, you got the one very quickly, which I was not expecting. Uh, and the other one was just garbage. Uh, my fault. So, uh, but like I said, <laughs> most of this would have just been like weird doing noises or like weird yeah. music playing. So it was doing. To, yeah, it was doing. tough to figure out which clips to pull for that particular game. So I think a good sound was when the, the monkey tosses him out of the, the bar. For that sure. was, uh-huh. that was some nice wire work too. It looked, it looked kind of goofy. <laughs> It looked like the monkey was barely holding him because they had to just do that with wires and be like, well, there's going to be a bouncer approximately here. Right. It took a lot of planning to do a movie like this. and Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. Which I, I, you said he did this movie for like eight months, right? Like he had to pretend there were things around him for eight months. Yeah, so. it was like a 16 hour day. Yeah. First, well, he, he said 16 hours for six months. He had to hallucinate. <laughs> that there were things there and then afterwards he was like oh is there supposed to be like something here like yeah it just really messed with him so jason are you gonna watch this again do you think you think lily will watch it one more thing hold on before we get to that uh back when you were last on we had yeah. the characters in high fidelity were dick and barry and yeah. at some point we came up with dick barry kill uh as a, a game to play uh so i want to do the same game on this movie i want to do dick barry kill or Jessica Rabbit, Roger Rabbit, and Eddie Valiant. Um, kill Roger, fuck, and marry Jessica. <laughs> what about Eddie? You gotta- <laughs> He's not invited. Okay. Just straight up kill uh, Roger right off the bat, though. That's the first Yeah, that kind of works more for me. Kill Roger. <laughs> dick. Yeah, I would still, if I had a dick, I guess, Jessica. Right. And then marry Eddie. Okay. All right. I just He's a drunk we- with no money. <laughs> he yeah, doesn't have well, enough money to write he's bumming cigarettes off of children doesn't have, mo- have enough money to r- ride the streetcar yeah, are you are that. you judging my who i would you want to marry jessica you're the one that thinks bob hoskins is attractive so of course <laughs> so you're gonna are you gonna are you gonna dick bob hoskins then because you you obviously aren't playing the game according to the rules i feel like i just marry bob Hoskins, I think. It was nineteen forty seven. Yes. You couldn't marry a dude in nineteen forty seven. You gotta play by I would make him do the Smee role the whole time though, for the whole Yes. Marriage. But anyhow. Would you make him right. would you make him like rinse out his ears and like do this to your mustache with his earwax? Yeah. I want sure. him to dress like Mario. <laughs> <laughs> you'd dick him then, right? Yeah, you'd, you'd be his Luigi, you know. All right, guys. Yeah. Uh, so this is pretty much the end. Yeah, uh, Mandy was already trying to ask you our ending question, but I interrupted. So you wanna continue with that? <laughs> Uh, would you watch this movie again? Was what we ask everyone. Yeah, I think this. I wonder how much would go over my daughter's head. So I saw this when I was five. I it didn't mess me up too bad. Although I <laughs> talk about my dick on stage for strangers, so maybe it did. <laughs> maybe. Um, maybe. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, and I, your your wife's vagina is your third favorite hole. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mandy, you're my third favorite hole. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. (laughs) It's on Disney Plus. I can watch this whenever I want. And uh, I I think I I thought you were talking about vaginas. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you know this, Mandy. (laughs) They relax their content restrictions a lot. 
That's what the, that's what the plus was for. <laughs> no one knew. <laughs> it's not it's a plus. It's an, plus. It's an X yeah. turned on its side. It's just. It's like, like it's like Bed Bath and Beyond. This is the Beyond this Disney. Is. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think uh, I think I'll let my daughter watch this soon. All right. Uh, well, we have exactly one minute and fourteen seconds for plugs. So Jason, take it away. Hey, if you like uh, movies and podcasting and me, we put all three of those things together on a podcast called Film Hooligans. You'll find that on the They Said We Said YouTube network or they film underscore hooligans on the Twitter. You can find me at Jason Eald on the Twitter and I have a pin post where I talk about all the different projects I do around the internet. Perfect. All right. Nice. And we'll uh, put some links too. In sure. The... And if you need to get a hold of us, you can do so at another episode podcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on uh, Instagram. I would go there first. Uh, we're going to have a sweet-ass poster of Who Framed Roger Rabbit replacing Roger with uh, Jason's face. So look for that to be coming out pretty soon. Otherwise, uh, remember to listen to another episode. And we always play a clip at the end. If I can get it through, here's the clip. He want no rabbit. Or a duck. Or a dog. Or a little wooden boy. Or a sheep. Or a pussy. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Or a pussy. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye.